In celebration of opening day, we've got a special episode of The Moth Podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people. I gaze out at the players on the field and then I, uh, I look over at my dad and I, I realize that in the silence between us that something has changed. It's like I'm seeing him for the first time. Two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to The Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Hey, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. There's Salt Lamakia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. Baseball isn't boring. One of the reasons is because it is a mystery. What it isn't a mystery is the great, great partnership we have with FanDuel where every moment is more and every moment is more. We proved it once again, not only with the podcast, but with everything that happened once again on Wednesday. Holy mackerel. Baseball, a lot going on. Every single day you wake up and something, there's a, like, a crap load of storylines and also an awesome podcast. Today's awesome podcast, we talk about a mystery, the mystery of analytics, the mystery of information. I was interested in finding out how much these guys actually want the information, how much these guys actually want the analytics. So that's what I did. I went and asked the people. I asked the people who get the sheets, who get the information, who have people sit at their lockers sometimes, and I wanted to know, what is what when it comes to pitchers actually wanting this stuff and using this stuff? So I got two guys together, dual podcast, co-hosting, friend of the program, very good friend of the program, maybe the first Baseballs and Boring Hall of Famer, one of them, uh, Rich Hill. Rich Hill got his teammate <coughs> Mitch Keller uh, on the podcast together, the three of us chopped it up and talked about exactly what I was talking about, which is how do these guys use these numbers? How do these guys use these analytics? How does that work? And I think that I could try to explain it, but it's better if they explain it. And there's no better, two better people to explain it. Number, number one, Rich who is obviously the oldest player in all professional sports right now, but also has played for a bunch of different teams, including a lot of teams that have really, 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 really dove into the deep end when it comes to the analytics stuff. So he's a great guy to talk to about it. And then the guy, Mitch Keller, who, hey, a guy goes out, he pitches one of the best games of the day in Major League Baseball, we have him on the podcast. That's how it works. Seven innings, one run, four hits, seven strikeouts against the Red Sox, Mitch Keller of the Pittsburgh Pirates. He's a guy who is a star in the making, opening day starter for the Pirates, young guy. So it really, really is a great conversation with the two to get together. Uh, so I thank them. And then and then I get a couple other guys, a couple of veterans who've gone through this, who have gone through this with multiple organizations. Ken Lee Jansen, who, as he points out, pitched for the Dodgers the Braves, and the Red Sox. And you're going to have to listen to him explain how different all of these places are. And then you have Richard Blyer, another guy who's pitched for a lot of teams. And then he lands with a team this year who he was surprised how they handled it. I, I just wanted to give everybody the opportunity to actually be a more educated baseball fan. Well, I tell you what, before we get to Mitch and Rich, the Mitch and Rich show, 
I do want to talk about, also educate you in terms of what happened last night. As I said, you wake up every day and you just say, well, there's, just, there's so many storylines in baseball. For instance, for instance, you have Pablo Lopez. I almost said Pablo Sandoval. Holy mackerel. Pablo Lopez of the Twins going against his old teammate, old roommate, Jesus Lazardo. Miami versus Minnesota. Both guys, seven innings, one run. Think about that, rota- that rotation if, if Lopez stayed around. Wow. I mean, my, the Marlins just have one good starter after another, good young starter after another. Obviously, they trade for one of the best hitters in, in baseball, Luisa Rise. So I think, that's a, I think that's a trade we'll revisit a little bit later. I love a good baseball trade, which you just say, hey, you know what? you got a good guy. you got a good guy. There you go. Well, Alex Manoa, well, you know, we talked a lot about the, the feud with Alex Verdugo off of Verdugo's comments on baseballs are boring. Manoa responded. He's pretty good. I don't think anyone's saying he's not a good pitcher. Holy mackerel. Seven innings, one hit. That's it. More American League East. Garrett Cole, six and a third, one run, three hits. You have a lot of guys turning in a lot of good starts here. Zach Greinke, six innings, one run. Christian Javier, six innings, one run. Shane McClellan, who knew? Who knew a Tampa starter would actually be good once again? Six innings, two runs. Shohei Atani, ever heard of him? Six innings, one run. My pick to click, my American League Cy Young, the guy that we're hoping to get on the podcast to recite his poem at some point soon. Dylan Ceased, five innings, one run. And maybe one of the best stories of the day, Grayson Rodriguez, he gets called out by the Orioles. You can go to the at BB isn't boring account and see the, the heartfelt embrace Grayson Rodriguez had with his dad after his start. Five innings, two runs down in Texas. So this, this you're going to watch the video. You're like, okay, there you go. There you go. It's all the feels. Baseball gives all the feels. Even in the first week of the season, first full week of the season, it's all the feels. All right. Well, in terms of hitters, the two hitters who get the, the nod, the tip of the cap, the tip of the WBC cap, Pete Alonzo of the Mets, Jorge Soler of the Marlins both hit a pair of home runs. So there you go. Two guys, the only two guys who hit multiple home runs yesterday. So, I mean, I don't think it's going to be the last time either one of them do it. In terms of baseball, in terms of the standings, well, let me just tell you, the Rays are rolling. The Rays are rolling. And, you know, there's a couple other teams that are rolling, have a couple losses, maybe have one loss, but the Rays are undefeated. I want to give you, speaking of pitching and speaking of how different teams do analytics, look at these three teams at the top in terms of starting pitcher ERA right now to kick off the season. The Twins, the Dodgers, the Rays. The Twins starting pitchers, 108 ERA. The Dodgers, 180. Now, the Dodgers, 35 innings, three walks. That's it. And the Rays, of course, 225 ERA. Now, before everyone said, oh, look, there it is, all analytical teams. Pump the brakes a little bit. Because the Braves, as you're going to listen to, the Braves are a team that they use analytics more in player acquisition 
than they do actually player execution. At least that's the word on the street. They have a 267 ERA for starters, uh, which is fifth best. It's pretty good. It's pretty, pretty good. All right. So there you go. There you have all the what's what's what when it comes to what happened on Wednesday. We're heading into the last part of the week. Let go back and listen to all the podcasts this week, including you have Verdugo and McCutcheon talking about emotion in baseball. That was obviously a good one, a good one that got a lot of traction. So you have a lot, a lot of good stuff. You have Pitching Ninja earlier in the week. Talk about where baseball, the way, what jumped out at him. I love Pitching Ninja. He's the best at Pitching Ninja. So go go listen to him. And then yesterday, of course, what top prospects think about being top prospects. Adley Rushman. You have Tristan Cassis. You have Key Brian Hayes. So you have these guys. You have Gunnar Henderson. All on the podcast telling us what it's like to be a prospect. All right, so we're going to keep them coming. Rate, review, subscribe, most importantly, listen. Thank you to everybody who, but who, everybody who has been listening, who's been commenting, who's been going to the socials. At BB isn't boring. By the gear, you see it all over the parks. Baseballs and boring gear. Swing juice, thanks so much. And, and, and fall in love with baseball again by listening or reading or listening to the book, A Damn Near Perfect Game. Well, this is a damn near perfect podcast when it comes to knowing the ins and outs of pitchers using analytics. So here you go. Here you go. Three guys chopping it up out of the gate. Mitch Keller, Rich Hill, and myself. All right, I don't know what it's like to get ready for a major league start. So I got two guys here who do. Um, Rich, Mitch... What's going on, Mitch? How you doing? Good. How about yourself? Oh, my, so good. Yeah, you don't want to get that confused. We get we get Rich and Mitch real close. It's too close. I, I've done the Ruby and Doobie show, which is Ruby Delarosa yeah. and Felix Debron. Oh yeah. But yeah. neither one spoke English, so yeah. but that right. was not. This is much better. Uh, so uh, I do want. To, I appreciate you guys stopping by. I want to ask you. I just was asking other guys about this, about the the how you how you soak in like the information. Right, and I'll start with you, Rich, because you've gone through different organizations, and different organizations do it differently. Right? How different is it from organization to organization, and how do you look at it? Well, yeah, I think a lot of organizations right now are are kind of across the board, pretty similar. Um, but I can say that from you know the impetus of when all of this uh, kind of analytical world started to come in on baseball. Uh, you know, before that, it was really just watching video and, and trying to pick up on guys' tendencies with their swings. Um, now it's it's uh, you know it's endless. It's a vast you know a vast uh, kind of you know black hole of information that you can go down if you want to. But I think that you know again the analytic side of pitching is is a small piece of the pie. It is valuable, but it, it again like I said, it's a small piece of the pie of uh, what we need to do to go out there and execute pitches and and you know be competitive that's that's the number one thing is to go out there and be competitive but um you know as far as the numbers for myself is I, I i just take what i need from you know with my strengths and i see what those guys are are hitting against my strengths and then i basically see where some of their weaknesses might be and see where i can implement that into the puzzle uh for you know for my outing but you know, as far as as far as percentages and what guys are going to be swinging uh, in certain counts, um, you can dive into the information a little bit more if you want to and get deep into that. Uh, 
Um, but really, sometimes I think you can you know get yourself into a little bit too much of overthought if there's a glaring um, kind of something that the hitter is showing you that you know is going to be a, sh- a positive for you as a pitcher, and you got to you got to stick with that. So that must be a challenge for you. I mean, like he's gone through this, you know, with a lot of teams and yeah. and a lot of information. For you, do you, do you, first of all, what a mentor to have where, like, I'm learning stuff every day when he's, he's teaching me. Thank you, Rich, oh. for doing that. <laughs> uh, but, but, but when you get ready for opening day or you get ready for these starts, do you feel like you have a good handle on how much information you want? Uh, yeah. I mean, going back to what Rich said, you can get as much information as you want and do with it what you want but for me personally I'm more of a keep it simple um, use the information but like Rich was saying use my strengths to I'm always going to use my strengths but if they're what I really want to know is outliers in the hitter like do they handle curveballs really well do they handle fastballs really well okay and I can start using that into my game plans but there's a lot of a lot of stuff that you can get into that kind of just jumbles my mind but so I personally like to keep it simple and I think along the lines of what Rich said is going out there and competing is your biggest um is the biggest thing that we can do as pitchers Um, the best analytic is competition right and just going out there and competing and using your best stuff because there's no computer out there to help you when you're out there so um I think it just comes down to that so you can you must see you must have seen young guys come up and be barraged with this info and and they're like hey you know hey rich what do i do with this stuff yeah i think i but again to what mitch was saying is you know at the end of the day we're the game's being played by human beings so you have to take into the account for you know i'm big on what guys have done the last couple of weeks as opposed to you know you're going to see what guys you, you can get all the information you want as far as what guys have done over their career what they've done even if young guys come up through the minor leagues and what they're susceptible to um but again at the, at the end of the day we're you know it, it changes so quickly up here because of you know guys get on hot streaks guys get on cold streaks you could have a guy that's you know hitting 230 or 220 for the year and you know he's he's been on fire for the last couple of weeks so you have to pay attention more i think in the in the uh short term of what they've been doing as opposed to the long term uh but there are tendencies throughout the long term as well but again um the more information that you have uh i think it just more you know the, the more issues you can run into and, and second guessing when you go out there to pitch so the less the less second guessing is going on and and the conviction that you have behind your approach and what you're uh, attacking the hitters with is far more beneficial than you know anything that that the numbers are going to tell us a, a year ago would you have gotten ready for a start different than you got ready for the start your first couple starts this year uh, yeah, definitely. I think I was more on the, I want all the information, I want to do this, and um, I think that's kind of what helped me um, have a better second half last year than I did in the first half was more worrying about what I'm doing on the field rather than what they're, what they're doing. Um, worrying about my strengths and competing with my best stuff and really uh, making game plans off of that rather than diving way too deep into it and trying to make some grand master plan and then you don't have your curveball or something uh, or some pitch of yours doesn't feel great and that whole plan goes out the window and I think that would kind of speed me up a little bit and make me panic more than now it's just 
what feels good for me today, and I'm going to use that, and it's going to beat them. Last thing, Rich, is that, like, once again, you've been to other organizations. Um, and I've talked to guys, Tampa, maybe yeah. Tampa is, you know, or the Dodgers. And I've talked to, I just talked to some guys who play for the Dodgers, yeah. and they said they, they want, a lot of times they'll come to your locker with the information right after, yeah. right? Whereas, talk to some guys who are the Braves, and they're like, they just keep it away from you. Yeah. Where do the where do the pirates sort of land with this so stuff? I, I think they bring the information that's pertinent to the player, um, and I think that's one thing that throughout baseball, um, you know, I think they're trying to improve overall because if the coaches have all the numbers and we're the ones playing the game, we need to have those numbers. We need to know exactly if there is a glaring, you know, something that in in that analytical database is is absolutely pertinent to what we need to do going out there to pitch. And if we don't get that information, then it's useless because it's not being inputted into the, you know, the human being and the, and the guys that are actually playing the game. So that's where I have a massive kind of uh, issue with sometimes with the with the analytical data where it's like you have all these guys doing all this this work and it's great work and everybody's trying to you know come to the same conclusion of winning a ball game, but it's you know in a sense it's not chess pieces out here, right? Because the ebb and the flow of the game is going to be dictated from us as pitchers, and we're the ones who have the ball and can control the pace of the game and and you know really how you know we want to see things dictated and i think that's another side of 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 the game that analytics can't measure you know they can't measure um the intensity they can't measure the aggressiveness they can't measure the conviction that you're going out there and playing with and 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 a lot of times you 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 can't explain it but between the mound where the ball leaves your hand and it crosses the plate something happens and the hitter can feel it uh the crowd can feel it um you know especially if you're really paying attention to the game you can you can see certain things that the numbers aren't going to tell you but here you know they, they get they get the information to you um and I think, you know, you just continuously try to work with the research and development or the analytic guys as, as far as, like, saying, you know, pushing them, saying, like, hey, if there is anything, we need to know. Uh, and try not to keep it keep it from us because it's going to benefit us if, if it is pertinent. Last thing, Mitch, Kenley, talking to Kenley Jansen, he said he goes and looks at a couple things. He looks at his vertical he looks at this and, he, and like that's it. That's what he wants to know. Is there a thing that you go and say this was the first thing that I check when I go and pitch um, on certain pitches or just the whole outing? Just like the the thing that maybe is the most telling for maybe you know the that makes you the most successful. Yeah, I think. Well, the big one for me is when I started throwing my sinker or two seam, whatever you want to call it. Um, really focusing on the vertical movement on it because when I get too vertical on it it isn't the same it isn't the same two seam pitch but if I can get that below 10 inches um, then I know my my arm slots in a good spot I know that everything is moving the way it should be and I'm really trying to pitch off of that so um, yeah that would be the, the telltale sign of if things are moving well um, and if they aren't, then I know my adjustment to get it back there, and that's in-game information that I can use, and that is very beneficial. All right, black and gold T-shirts are on the way, <laughs> and hats, uh-huh. and hat. Well, it, it, I, I only want to bring up T-shirt, Rich, because yeah, yeah, I'm waiting for it. I've been waiting a while for this one. It's, as you have all the experience, but Mitch actually has a T-shirt, so I, think I got the T-shirt. Oh my goodness, <laughs> triceps have never looked better. Uh, but there, but you're you're the you're the distributor of all the T-shirts oh, okay, when they come. Okay, all right, good, yeah, hat and T-shirts. Be, yes. I just talked to some of your teammates. I kind of dropped that on them, so it's a lot of responsibility. Right, I'll get them out. I'll all make right. sure they're all. Uh, 
uh, heat press with their number and their name on it. Oh, too. Well, well, let's not go crazy. <laughs> All right, thanks. All right, awesome stuff from those guys. Now we turn to a guy who's played for some organizations who do it a little bit differently. And you're going to hear how he sees it. And that's Kenley Jansen, closer for the Red Sox, already been on the, on the, on the podcast. But when we find a guy who is, is good to talk to, then we're going to talk to him. We're going to talk to him about all kinds of things. So that's what we did once again. We went back to Kenley, and Kenley was insightful as always. You, know, you find it interesting. It takes a little bit different tact when it comes to the analytics. You you can find this very very interesting. Here you go, Kenley Jansen. Organization one super heavy, <laughs> one super old school, and this one I can say in between. At the end of the day, the game is the game. You know, the game is the game. Know who you are out there. Like for me, like yes, of course, I'm I'm using a little bit of analytics to just see where my stuff. I know where my stuff play out, and to continue to make my cutter crisp. So I know certain numbers that I'm not gonna say. Yeah, you know, but like you said, works, you yeah. said you said you can you if it hits like if it's this, I know what I have to do to change. Yeah, that, because right? at the end of the day, yes, exactly. If you constantly hitting a certain stuff, you know, like horizontal and vert and stuff like that, you know, on your cutter, on my cutter, then I know it's gonna play out. Yeah. Everybody, you know, now it's the thing that how can I put it well together and you know execute and make pitches, and the game is still the game. So, you know, um, personally, I'm not saying we're wasting time on analytics, and this is good, but to win a championship, you know, you have to have your best stuff out there, yeah, and, and win it, you know. So, so, so you had mentioned that this is what I heard with Dodgers, you know, they're more proactive, right? From what I understand, the Braves, like, they basically don't even want it filtering it down to the players. Am I wrong? I'm not going to mention names. Oh, no, I'm just okay. telling you, one is super heavy, one is old school. <laughs> yeah, well, one is I in between. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not saying names. No, That's no, no. for you to figure yeah, 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 yeah. out. Yeah, but, but it's, it's yeah. just different approaches. I'm not like yeah, saying it's, it's right like, or wrong. Yeah. And let me put it this way. Analysts will not win, win your championships. Yeah. Because... Numbers is the numbers, but you, you don't know how that people feel. And sometimes we go against numbers because we think that, you know, a starter, when he pitched 75 pitches and then from a 75 to 100, that's when you get, get a hit around. That's not true. Hmm. You know, when you, you just got to see how the guy is doing out there. Right. You know? Like, for me, oh, back to back or three in a row is going to harm you. That's not true. You got to see how I'm built for it. You know, when you put stuff like that in people's mind, you know, I feel like that's a mental, that's a loser mentality. I feel like, oh, I can't do certain stuff. You can't do certain stuff. No, who say that? You right. know, like God gave you a talent, and 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 for you to figure out, you know, how to put it together. And which I agree, like they try to help you, but at the end of the day. It could be 50-50. It could be good for you, but it could also be bad for you. The last thing is, do you think that, you know, like, so teams are hiring more people, but do you think that we're all still trying to figure out what to do with it, you know? <laughs> the game is still the game. Yeah, but know? that's what I mean. But that's yeah. my point, is that, the like, game is, yeah. so I think if everyone took that, but I don't think, what, you know, you almost... Just tell me what changed in the game from, like, yes, of course, you know, like, our oh, body more athletic I feel like the yeah, game yeah. became, 
become more overpowering pitching side and stuff like that. But I still view the game still again. I still see that facing guys like Manny Machado, Bryce Harper, you know, sometimes they're gonna get you, sometimes you don't get them. But when you talk to them, you know, even Mookie Bass, all those guys, all those great hitters, Mike Trout. When you talk to them, they can't cover both sides of the plate for the pitcher. So then, if we execute well enough, I still like my chances, mm-hmm. you know. And sometimes they're a little bit better than you. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't. I hope it makes sense here. But no, you makes you make you make too much sense. The you game is still the game. What can what can analytics do for me? You know, like for a reason if certain spot I'm dominant and, 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 and you should pitch only that part that's not true because how did I get to that part you see what I'm saying like I don't want to talk my game you know and, and be too predictable but I'm just saying how analytics can be like oh you should pitch only here because the guys have .48 batting average against you you should only pitch there no it's not because how did I get there you know you still gotta set the hitters up to get to that point that you changed you know, it's about changing hitters' eye levels. You know, even they're looking up, they're looking down. You know, they're looking away from the side, or you count them in. So the game is still the game, and you gotta work your way and study it. I mean, it's, it's, it's for me, it's just 50-50, man. I don't believe too much in it. Certain stuff, I use it, mm-hmm. so I know how my pitch will play out but not that at the end of the day I still can pitch both sides of the play and up and down all right well to top things off another very insightful guy once again a guy that when you find someone who is able to speak with a lot of intelligence and a lot of insight and a lot of entertainment we we go back to him we keep talking to him and that's Richard Blyer a guy who's pitched for the Yankees the Orioles the Marlins, and now the Red Sox. So Richard Blyer, he gives his take on analytics and how it's being distributed. Once again, thank you to everybody who's been listening. we got big, big things coming up. Big things. And don't forget, Friday's always betting isn't boring with a guy, Pap. He's on a heater. You don't want to listen to him. All right, here's Richard Blyer. You, you've pitched for different organizations, and I would imagine different, there's different philosophies and different um, approaches to using analytics, right? Because, I mean, this is a challenge in baseball. What is the best way to A, distribute it, and B, use it? What's, uh, what's your take? So I think in the big leagues, it's largely, right, like I think like analytics is good for projecting whether a, some, a pitch or um, a pitcher is good enough to pitch in the big leagues. In the big leagues, like, like the hitters will tell me if it's good, you know? And I think, like, on paper, something should work and it may work, and or something should not work and it works, you know? And as long as it continues to work, it's, like, hard to argue it, right? Um, and with that being said, for me and how analytics is implemented into my daily analysis of, of where I'm at is, is just kind of uh, checking stuff, making sure that the movement is the same um, and then uh, but but I think largely it's you, 
I mean, you see the difference between my last two games where it was it's the same pitches. They grayed out the same way, mm-hmm. and it was just location. Mm-hmm. You know, location was terrible the first game, and I gave up pits. Location mm-hmm. was good yesterday, mm-hmm. and I didn't give up pits. And so I think um, it, it, it could be used. Like I said, it's if you're developing a pitch, um, it's... It, it expedites the process of like will this pitch work because mm-hmm. you have you can compare it to people who have already thrown similar pitches and, and kind of like it's a good starting point you know where I guess like a good example is like my slider from last year to this year is different mm-hmm. and it, like we had a target on where we wanted to get it and the move like movement wise mm-hmm. so it was so it was just a matter of tinkering till we got till I got to where I wanted it, mm-hmm. and knowing that where I wanted it was a better slider than what I had. Right. Um, and so, so I think like in that instance, it's it's very beneficial. So you know how you want to use it, right? Yeah. But you've also. I would imagine I've already talked to guys about different teams. There's, it's right. sort of interesting how extreme some are, whereas uh, others aren't. And you pitch for different teams. Have you noticed that? Of like, maybe some teams, like say here, you know, we're going to flood you with this stuff, and other teams are hands. I don't think it's like that, really. I think it's more of like we have whatever you need, um, and and you just kind of. It, it's like a conversation. I'm like, like I go in there all the time into the into the video room and look for certain things and uh, and, it, and the information is definitely available it's not and it's been like this where the last few years where it's not like hey that's how it was with the Marlins yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it wasn't like you know like it's just a, a results based game in the big right we, outs right you know we're getting outs we need outs like at the, at the bottom line I can three line outs is a, is a scoreless inning um, so it, Results trump everything, but obviously for like long-term success, you need to make sure that you're throwing quality pitches in quality locations. Do you, and so I think that's kind of what we talk what we talk about. Do you, do you think that you know as you've gone along, have you? Do you think teams have got a better handle on how to distribute? In other words, you know, maybe right. five years ago they're like, we got all this information, right? And we're going to do. It. Have you get I a sense? Yeah. I think that it was definitely the case of just like. It was a race to who can gather the most information, and then and now it's now it's how can we best implement this and and actually translate to results, right? Because I think you, you're seeing a lot of guys that should be good on paper that it's not translating, and it's like you know why not? And I think so. So I think they're trying to figure out like how they can best use this information to to increase performance in the big leagues, um, which. You know, like I said, like pitch shape, um, but it's like, you know, if you're not throwing strikes, does it really matter how nasty your pitches are? Right. Uh, obviously, like I said, when I first came here, I thought I thought it would be like, hey, this is, you know, here's your skeletal breakdown of your fourth vertebrae or whatever. And it was like, no, we're throwing strikes. We need, we need to throw strikes over anything else. And so um, it was, uh, you know, and like I said, it's like they see, I think... Analytics means so much. Like, oh, that was a hundred mile per hour fastball to the backstop. It's like, well, you know, it was a ball. Yeah. What's the difference between a seventy five mile per hour fastball for a ball and a hundred mile per hour fastball right, for right. a ball? One looks a lot cooler. <laughs> it's nonetheless still a ball. Yeah. So I think like those kinds of things they're figuring out. All right. Awesome.